Hello. 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 Sorry, I didn't get that last part. You saw a no. Man. I said I said I, I saw boxer kissed you or something. Yeah. 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 Did you see it? It, it was crazy. He kissed me. It's just disgusting. He was, you know, after the fight, if you saw the fight, he just beat the guy down. His, his mouth was bloody. Asked oh, that's gross. Questions. Oh, that's gross. Grabbed my face and then kissed me. Okay. So, okay, a couple of years ago, I, you know, I remember going to a consultation for a breast dog. And it was, like, in a beautiful office in Newport Beach, which is, you know, expensive area. And then as I'm yep. sitting waiting, noticing that the doctor wasn't a plastic surgeon. He was actually... Right. An otolaryngologist, you know, I'll never forget it. An ENT, an ENT, okay, okay. Yeah, and then, you know, I ended up, you know, going to another doctor or whatever. But how is a doctor that's not a plastic surgeon able to perform so, plastic surgery? And is this okay. happening with BBL? It is, it is. It's happening, so with, it's, happening with, it's happening with all with all types of cosmetic surgery. But it, it's very controversial. So, so let, let me let me tell you my background. So, I did um, I did a residency in plastic surgery, a fellowship in aesthetic surgery. I'm board certified in plastic surgery by the American Board of Plastic Surgeons. Okay, so the, I'm, I did like the traditional plastic surgery route, but plastic surgery is a very broad specialty. So, like 90% of my training was in trauma reconstruction. Uh, cancer reconstruction, burns, microsurgery, uh, you know, free flaps, all kinds of – that's like 90% of the, the training you get in your specialty. And a small percentage, maybe maybe 10% of your training is actually in cosmetic surgery, like breast uh-huh. augmentation, tummy tucks, uh, BBLs, that kind of stuff. So I did an extra year in aesthetic surgery training and then went to practice. And I felt like I was fairly well-trained. Um, you know, pretty well trained, and then obviously in the last twenty years, I've, I've you know got more experience and 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 hopefully gotten better. Now, there are um, fellowships available for people who, when they finish ENT or they finish orthopedics or they finish uh, gynecology or they finish any of the surgical subspecialties, basically so like ENT, um, gynecology, um, general surgery. Those are all those people are all trained in surgery. It's not like they're not surgeons, right? Right. They're they're able to do additional fellowships. Usually ENT doctors will do either a, a full plastic surgery residency after their ENT or okay. they'll do a what's called a facial plastic surgery fellowship and they'll learn how to do nose jobs and faces and that sort of thing. Now, it's not very it's not a far jump for them to learn how to do a breast augmentation if they do um courses or they do a year under somebody else's supervision or whatever. Okay. Um so we're not talking like an auto mechanic coming in or like an optometrist coming in and putting a breast implant. They're okay. all real surgeons, but there's a little bit of a turf war, whereas like, you know, the quote, traditional uh, traditional plastic surgeons or how how they, I'd like to say, I'd like to say, um, oh, um, I don't know, there's a word they like to use to, to show that they're like plastic surgeons and not quote cosmetic surgeons or ENTs or anything uh-huh. else kind of trained. Okay. The truth of the matter is that if the surgeon is a good surgeon and they care about their patients and they're trained to do the operation, they're as good uh-huh. as anybody else. You know what I mean? It's not like – and again, I'm on the other side of the fence. I'm the guy who did do all the training in plastic surgery and got board certified, and it doesn't bother me if a, a good surgeon who's an ENT or a gynecologist wants to do a tummy tuck or breast augmentation and knows what he's doing. You know, uh-huh. doesn't doesn't hurt me one iota, and it doesn't hurt patients one iota. Um, you know, it's a little bit different if if the person has no surgical training at all. But 
typically that's unusual. Most of the time, if, if they haven't done a full surgical residency, they're going to do two or three years of some kind of fellowship where they learn how to do these operations. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. It's like now, the difference between like a licensed electrician and a, and a, a, or a plumber that's like a, a journeyman versus a master plumber. You know, like there's all kinds of different levels. And, and in my mind, a guy who's just coming out of his plastic surgery training, right, uh, just finished okay. it, right? He's like right. 33 years old. You know, it, I'm not necessarily sure just because he has the degree on his wall right. uh, that okay. he's better than a 50-year-old gynecologist who's been doing breast augmentations and tummy tucks for 10 years. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's a little – so that's what I would say. It, it, like with anything, it's buyer beware. You know, look at the actual surgeon that you're thinking of doing. Look at the before and after pictures. Talk to other patients. See if he's been sued for malpractice, anybody died, mm-hmm. regardless of what it says on the wall. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. You can get fooled both ways. Right. Okay. So yeah. I've watched many of your BBL, BBL procedures on Snapchat. You know, you're entertaining. Oh, good. And, yeah, and you're entertaining. You're, and you're knowledgeable of your craft. Um, you yeah. harvest the fat, and I don't know what Thank else you, you do, and then you put it back into the butt. It's yes. relatively a blind procedure, meaning, you know, there's no large decision. Yes. You can't see yes. where you're yes. injecting the fat. You're basically yes. doing this just feeling and massaging with your hands. I feel now, that's, yeah. that's changed a little bit. That's changed a little bit, though. Actually, in the last couple of months, um, there's been a push to introduce ultrasound, at least for, at least for, for novices or surgeons that are, haven't, haven't uh, done, you know, 500 or 1,000 of these operations. So, uh, and, and, I've, and if you've watched the Snapchat in the last, I would say, month or two, every now and then I'll pull out the ultrasound. Because there's, the, the ultrasound equipment has gotten way cheaper and way more convenient. It's like for five grand, you get a, a handheld ultrasound that okay. is has no cords or anything. You drop it into a sterile bag, you put it on the field, and you can actually see where your cannula tip is. You can see where the muscle is, where the fat is, where the blood vessels you want to avoid are. So it's it's less blind than it was in the past. But you're oh. right. For, oh, wow. for all the last 15 years or 20 years you've been doing it, it's been just like a, a kind of an art. You have to feel with one hand where the cannula is and then kind of figure out where you're injecting the fat. And if you inject it in the wrong place, people can die. Right. And that's what happened last year with a woman in Vegas. I yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very tragic. Fat, the travel yeah. You know, yeah. what are your yeah. thoughts on that? Like, how does that make you feel as a surgeon? Feel feel terrible. I mean, feel terrible. It's it's it, look. It, it's tragic. It's tragic, and and there's way too many deaths with this specific operation than there needs to be. Um, I mean, we had 13 deaths in South Florida since 2011, something like that. I mean, that's a lot of. These are young, healthy people, usually mothers. You know, young mothers. It's 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 tragic, but you know, the flip side is we we were able. Because people do this operation all over the world, Dominican Republic, Mexico, Colombia, wherever, where mm-hmm. they're not as, let's say, diligent in doing the autopsies and trying to find out what happened and what went wrong. Yeah. Here, okay. here in Dade County, every single one of those uh, BBL deaths went uh-huh. to the uh, medical examiner um, and had autopsies. So we know the exact mechanism of the injury and what caused their death. So because of, because of those 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 poor women that died, we now know exactly what not to do, basically. So okay. the, 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 the effort now from the Society of Plastic Surgeons, from the World Association of Gluteal Surgeons, which I am the president of this year, um, yes. is to educate the public and other surgeons especially as to what not to do 
so that they're injecting the fat in the right place and not in the wrong one. Introducing the ultrasound to the operation, I think, helps a lot. There's okay. another technique that we added this year where we where we actually that we that we adopted from an Ar- from an Argentinian surgeon named Dr. Okay. Blugerman, where he infuses uh, carbon dioxide gas under the skin and kind of blows up the skin like a balloon. So there's a lot more space to inject the fat into that's definitely not in the muscle. So oh wow, yeah, it's kind of cool. To the newer or the newer surgeons. Say that again. Sorry. I'm sorry. Are are you teaching these new techniques? Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I've been doing it on the Snapchat. I think I've done maybe three or four where I use the gas technique on the Snapchat. I call it, you know, I call it kind of like tongue in cheek. It's the machine that sucks and blows because it's like, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a giant vacuum ball that you put on the butt and up, and then there's another machine that blows in the CO2, the gas. So yeah, we do we use that machine and it it works really nicely. So. Yeah, so the operation is getting safer. I mean, it's a, it's a question of educating surgeons and the public how to do it, you know, right. Right. Can, um, with, like, for a new plastic surgeon that's, you know, wanting to do BBL, how long or what's the average should they spend working with surgeons like yourself performing BBL procedures at all? I mean, it, just- yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's no matter what, there's always going to be that first operation that the that the surgeon's doing on his very own. And, and and I remember like every operation I did on my very own for the first time, I had diarrhea the whole morning. So, I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be those moments. You can't ever be like, okay, you're ready now, you know? Um, but it varies from surgeon to surgeon. The answer is when the surgeon feels comfortable, some surgeons, you know, are, you know, they can, they can learn it after, after just uh, assisting or watching, you know, 50 or 10, some need a hundred, you know, it really depends. It's kind of like learning to drive. You know, um, so, so yeah. Watch on, or yeah, no. So it's a, it's a combination. So you know, it's there's a saying in medicine: see one, do one, and then we don't like to say this, but screw one. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, sorry, see one, screw one, do one, teach one. You know, so it's like got you it. see it, you try it, you mess it up, you do it right, and then you teach somebody else. Um, and you know, that, and that's that's just again, that's kind of tongue in cheek, but that's usually more more truthful than not. So, um, you know, obviously you watch somebody do it, then you try it with them standing in the room with you, you know, guiding you a few times, and then you go on your own and you do it yourself. But like, like any new operation. Okay. Yeah. You know. Right. Uh, okay. This is okay. This is on Snapchat. You know, I. Wait, wait, sorry, sorry, you're, you're breaking up, you're breaking up, oh. I can't, I couldn't hear that last, I just heard the word Snapchat, but that's it. Oh, can you hear me now, is it better? I can, I can hear it now, go ahead. Okay, yeah. so, you know, I watch on Snapchat, it looks like a rigorous procedure, you know, you're, it looks like you're working out. Um, yes, it is, I get very sweaty. Yeah, like how many BBLs is it safe to do in a day without exhausting yourself? Or Okay, like, so for me, for me it's two, <laughs> or three, yeah, you're not the max. But, okay. but, it, but that, that's because that's it's me, but like. A younger surgeon could maybe do six or seven. I don't know. I mean, really? Okay. So like, yeah. No, I'm, there are guys that do eight in a day. You know, eight is probably the max. Um, but, but and, you know, again, if you have two operating room setups and you're kind of going back and forth, you do one. The the patient's flipped in the other room. I could see a I, see, I could see a surgeon doing double the number that I do. I do two to three. So I could see people huh. doing you know four to six or even up to eight if they want to work till midnight or something. Um, but it is kind of exhausting, and you yeah. do have to be careful every single time. It only takes 
one stroke, just one bad stroke in the wrong place could cost, you know, a patient their life. But it's like any surgery, you know, I mean, when I, when I was a general surgery resident at Mount Sinai Hospital, they did, you know, 12 cardiac uh, bypasses a day, you know, and, and that's, we're talking about putting, you know, veins and arteries together in the heart where one wrong stitch and, and they're dead. So surgeons are typically used to working long hours and, and, and having like, you know, life and death in their hands. Um, do I think it's, it's, it's right? No, I mean, if it, if it were my mother, I'd rather them be doing two operations a day rather than eight. Right. Um, but again, this is, this is how, this is how, kind of how the surgical world works. And every, it's every, every surgeon has to use their judgment um, and to know when to stop and when they're tired. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, um, now with, you know, the World Association of Butil Surgeons, is there a criteria to join? And for a new surgeon looking for more surgical training and education, how can they find info? Right. Okay. So, um, so the World Association of Butil Surgeons, it's not like we have, um, uh, the, the goal of the, of the organization is to educate surgeons and the public. So we're trying to gather as many surgeons as possible. Oh, okay. now, obviously, if they're, if they're like a bad apples or something, you know, we, we wouldn't take them. But, you know, we, we vet their credentials. We make sure they're – but the idea is if we – we're not trying to make an organization that's like, um, you know, uh, you know first, first we make sure that you're completely 100% uh, – know how to do this operation and, uh, and operate it for 20 years, and then you could join us because that would be self-defeating. We want to get the young surgeons, the people who don't know how to do it, and okay. kind of bring them in under the tent and educate them and say, hey, you know, it's great that you're doing these BBLs. It's great that, you're, that you, know, you, you see the, the beauty of the operation. Let's uh -huh. all put our heads together and educate each other and, and teach each other how to do this as safe as possible. So, again, it's not, it's not a, the idea wasn't to create an organization that would be hard to join. We want to make it easy for surgeons. And even if surgeons had about deaths in the past, we want to make sure that they, okay, let's make sure you don't kill anybody else. Let's see how, let's, wow. let's all just be honest with ourselves and try to, you know, um, be scientific about it. And, you know, the ideas for the ultrasound, the idea for the, for the CO2 gas, that all came out of, all came out of the, this association from the, from people, you know, sharing ideas, not just in the United States, but across the world. You know, we have, I think, 34 countries or 35 countries represented and 140 some odd surgeons. So that's that's a lot of um, that's a lot of, uh, of of minds working together to fix the problem. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, any advice for people seeking to get a BBL? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, like like anything in life, you know, buyer beware. Do your homework. Okay. Do your due diligence. You know. Uh -huh. Try to, you know, always ask for before and after pictures to see, make sure if a surgeon can't show you, you know, a, a good amount of before and after pictures of the operation that you're about to have by him, then yeah. run because, because experience does make a big difference. Um, and, you know, and, and, and so I think that's one thing. Second, I would try to speak with other patients of, that, that have used that surgeon for that exact operation. You know, it doesn't make a difference if he, if he did a great rhinoplasty, but if you're having a BBL, make sure that the doctor has done BBLs and you can speak with real patients that have had it, you know, check their malpractice record, ask the question, has anybody ever died here before? And oh, wow. Okay. The, answer, the answer, you have to ask that question. And if the answer is yes, it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a deal breaker. I mean, surgery has risks, you know, okay. thank God no one's ever died in my practice, but you know, uh -huh. every surgery has risk, you know, um, right. 
but and then ask them, okay, so somebody, what happened? It was an allergic reaction. It was a BBL. I've changed my technique since then. Whatever it is, you don't want to go in blind. You know, you don't want to go in with uh, under the knife without knowing as much as you can about the, the doctor. Um, and and don't just say, okay, my friend did it, and 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 I trust my friend. Do your own homework. You know. Okay. Okay. And yeah. um, so real quick, the Brazilian butt lift, does that include also like just injections and butt implants? No, yeah. no, th- those are separate operations. So, so inject, so injections like injecting silicone, which is illegal in the U S or injecting hyaluronic acid or, or any, anything else that is, that is in some ways, in some ways more dangerous even than the BBL. Okay. It's usually done with needles. Um, which are obviously much sharper than the cannulas that we use. The cannulas that we use are blunt tipped. Oh, that is a question you want to ask your surgeon, by the way, if you're doing a fat transfer, a BBL. You know, ask, make sure that the cannulas he's using to inject are blunt tipped and not sharp. Make sure that he knows that he's going to inject not into the muscle, but above the muscle at all times. Oh, wow. Um, so those are questions that an educated uh, patient should ask. Um, but when someone injects uh, like silicone or some artificial thing into your butt, first of all, it's usually going to be there forever. Um, there's at least a 30% complication with those sorts of things um, because, you know, the skin uh, can break down over it. They can get infected. It can get hard. It can get inflamed. Um, and, and again, you're injecting with a needle. Okay. There's a few cases of deaths um, in Florida and in New York and in L.A. where patients went to, you know, hotels or beauty salons and, and, and not qualified people injected materials with needles into the butt and it went into arteries and veins and killed them. So, um, if you're injecting with a needle, always you know, have to be very, very careful. Uh, make sure you don't do that. Now, a, a butt implants are different. They're kind of like breast implants. They do require uh-huh. like a, a, a bigger incision in between the gluteal cheeks. Um, and, and they have about a, also about a 25 to 30% complication rate. Um, but in the 70% of people who, who get them and, and they do fine, you know, they're, they're, they're an option for people who don't have enough fat for a BBL, you know, skinny girls okay. that can't gain weight. Um, but again, they do have a, a fairly high complication rate, not a high mortality rate. People usually don't die from butt implants, um, but they can get infected. They can have seromas. They can be painful. And sometimes they have to come out. They have to be taken out because your body doesn't, you know, whatever. It's not a good match, let's say, for your body. Okay. I was just wondering if those procedures were also included in the BBL mortality rate. No, 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 they're not. They're not. They're totally separate. When they talk about BBL mortality rate, they just mean fat transfer. And, okay. and I, I think that there's going to be a push to change the name from BBL to fat transfer, like subcutaneous fat transfer to the gluteal region. You know, that's a lot harder to say. That's a long, long yeah. name. That's a long name. But I think they're going to be more specific. So people know, okay, when you ask for it, you're asking for fat, not in the muscle, but about, you know, under the skin and, and fat, not implants, not silicone, nothing illegal, you know. So I think that's a little bit clearer for people. Okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty much it. You're very informative. Thank you for your time. Thank you for, thank you for asking good questions. I, I know that I can talk on and on about this stuff. You, you can tell I'm a little bit passionate about it. Just no, I'm going to say you're very passionate yeah. about it. I love it. Like I said, yeah. I, I follow you on, on Instagram. You're, I mean, besides being entertaining, you're very knowledgeable of your craft. And that's what people, you know, that are seeking to BBL need to know. Yeah. They need to know these yeah. kind of things. Or you just end up going to a surgeon or a doctor that's an auto yeah. that doesn't have the skin. Right, 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 right. Well, I, I appreciate I appreciate your time as well. Thank yeah. you very much. 
Let me know if you whenever you post this or, or wherever you put this out. Let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll promote it on my social media too. Okay. Thank you, Doc. Have a great weekend. Bye bye. You too. Bye.